0: The other day I went to the store and I came to the door and and, and began to try to get in. I pulled on the door and I pulled on the door and and, and it wouldn't open. I looked at my watch. I I was there an hour before it was supposed to close. And I I thought I could see people walking around in the stores. I I pulled on it harder and I pulled on it harder. And then, then this little lady came up behind me and she said, read the sign as she Pushed the door and walked in. And I looked up and sure enough, there on the door was a sign that said, push. Sometimes the door is locked. Sometimes we're pulling when we should be pushing. It's important to know the difference. And the Apostle Paul knew the difference. There were times when God prevented him from going one direction in ministry because God was leading him in another direction. However, there were also some times that if he hadn't been listening to the Lord, he might have thought the door was closed, was locked. But God told him something different. He describes one of those instances here in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Well, again, we'll start reading in verse 8. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost, because a great door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many who oppose me. As we look at this passage of Scripture this morning, we're going to see that just because God's will isn't easy doesn't mean it's not right. We need to be willing to stay and serve where God opens the door. Paul, as you know, is writing this letter to believers who live in the city of Corinth. He is describing a situation where he currently is in Ephesus. Now, he planned to visit Ephesus the believers in Corinth as soon as possible. He wanted to spend some time with them. He wanted to see what God was doing in their midst. He he talks about that in verses 5 through 9. He anticipated a very fruitful visit when he came to visit them. But something was preventing him from leaving Ephesus. God was at work. Paul writes to the Corinthians, but I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has opened to me. Now, Paul's describing events that are described in Acts chapter 19 and 20. In that passage, you'll read about how Paul arrives in Ephesus. Almost immediately, he he baptizes 12 followers of Christ who they begin to immediately prophesy in the name of the Lord. It's an extraordinary event that's described in the first seven verses of Acts chapter 19. As was his custom, Paul uh, then went to the synagogue in the city and he spoke there for around three months. But the reception there was not very positive, so Paul moved from going to speaking in the synagogue to going to the marketplace. And in the marketplace, there was a a location called the Hall of Tyrrhenius. It was a a, a kind of a performance hall. It also was a a place where different people would get up and and give lectures or, or give educational talks. Well, Paul used that opportunity to tell people about Christ. And as he began to share about Christ there in the marketplace, people came to know the Lord. It was an extraordinary event. God did what only God can do. It was obvious that there was a tremendous move of God's spirit in that place. And so Paul was willing to stay there as long as God was using him. The door was wide open and he was ready to go through it. Even though he desperately wanted to go and visit his friends in Corinth, he knew God was working, and so that's where he needed to stay, in Ephesus. He describes it as a great door of effective work. God was at work. So Paul was staying. On January 24th, 1848, James Wilson Marshall a carpenter from New Jersey, was helping to build a sawmill for John Sutter near what is now Sacramento, California. While he was working on one particular day, he looked down and saw what he later described was something that made my heart thump. Because as he looked there, he saw what he immediately knew was a nugget of pure gold. As word got out about what had been found at Sutter's Mill, a wave of people began rushing toward the area in what soon would be called the gold rush. It's estimated that half of the male population of San Francisco left their homes and headed to that area around Sacramento searching for gold. By August, more than 4,000 men had crowded into that small area. By the end of the year, California's non-native population had increased by 80,000 people. Folks who were traveling from all over the United States to stake their claim. Even after the initial veins ran dry, thousands continued to stream into California to find their fortune, claiming there's gold in them, their hills. Now, Paul wasn't looking for gold. But he found something far more valuable. People were coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Men and women were hungry for the gospel. And he wasn't about to leave that opportunity as long as there was the chance there might be one more to receive Christ. We need to have that same gold rush kind of mentality. Willing to go wherever it is that God is leading. Willing to serve wherever it is that God is working. When a store throws a big sale, you'll see people lined up all around the block just waiting to get in. Trying to get that Black Friday deal. (coughs) We need to understand the same thing is happening out in our world. People are ready to hear the gospel. They're waiting for somebody to come and tell them. We will travel hundreds of miles to sit on a hard piece of metal. And for most of the time, not even sit because we're standing. Because everybody else in the stadium is standing, cheering on their team. We need to see sharing the Gospel in the same kind of way. We need to have that 49er kind of mentality. That's the gold rush folks, not the football team. We need to have that mentality of that's where the gold is. I'm going to go there. Paul understood that. He understood that where God was working, that's where he wanted to be. And so he watched. He was always looking for those opportunities where he could share the good news of Jesus Christ. But he also understood something else. Open doors sometimes come with giant walls. If you look at verse 9, it almost sounds like a contradiction. Look, He says in verse 8, I'll I'll stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door of effective work has opened to me. And there are many who oppose me. Wait, wait, Wait a minute. Paul says this, is this great door of, of effective work has opened for me and there's a whole lot of folks who don't want me here. <laughs> Paul delays his visit to Corinth. He stays in Ephesus where this great door has opened to share the gospel, this, this great opportunity for effective work. So things are going great, right? Well, not so much. Paul writes to the Corinthians, there are many who oppose me. Acts chapter 19 through 20 also records not only the strong response to the gospel, but the extraordinary heavy opposition that Paul faced in Ephesus. The situation in Ephesus was centered around a, a silversmith by the name of Demetrius. Demetrius did big business selling these little... Silver statues of the goddess Artemis. There was a huge temple there in Ephesus to that particular goddess. People would come from miles around to worship at this this, uh, temple. And as they would come, they would always want to leave with a souvenir. (laughs) They'd want to buy one of these little silver statuettes of the goddess Artemis. And Demetrius had gotten rich on that business. But as he watched what Paul was doing, suddenly people were turning from the worship of Artemis to the worship of Christ. And Demetrius saw his bottom line beginning to decrease. He was afraid that this was going to cut into his business. So he called together all his other fellow silversmiths. And they organized this giant public protest on the cities of streets of Ephesus to protest against the work of Paul. And this, this protest turns into this horrific violent riot. Do you see the open door there? Boy, the ministry's going great. They're burning down the city. This is going super. Do you see the open door? Or do you see the impenetrable wall? A few months back, the Internet went crazy over a dress. You may remember this. Uh, It was a photograph That to some people it looked like a blue dress, and to other folks it looked like a gold dress. To me it just looked like somebody didn't know how to make the white balance work on their camera. But that doesn't really matter because people were just going nuts about this. You know, folks would say, that's a blue dress. And other folks say, no, it's a gold dress. And and even some professors and psychologists got in on the discussion and and began to, to study on why some people would see that photo in one way and other people would see it in another. Paul saw what was happening in Ephesus. It's not that he ignored the horrific opposition and the terrible things that were happening in the street. He saw all of that, but he still saw it as an open door for one reason. He was focused on reaching people for Christ. Now, certainly, it concerned him that there was opposition. It concerned him that there was rioting in the streets. It concerned him that he might be thrown into prison once again for sharing his faith. It wasn't that he was ignoring that. It's just that was not his focus. If he went back to prison, he'd just share the gospel when he was in prison. As long as God was working, Paul was going to keep sharing Despite the opposition, people were coming to faith in Christ. So Paul was going to take that opportunity as long as it lasted. That's the way we have to view serving Christ. Now, unfortunately, too often we focus on the wall. We hesitate to serve Christ because it might ruffle some feathers or we might create some opposition or it might cost us something. If we focus on the cost, we're going to miss the door. Instead, we need to be like Paul. Instead of focusing on the wall, we need to focus on the door. Folks, we live in a society that, that it would be very easy for us to just say, you know... There's just no point anymore. Everybody has turned away from the Lord. Nobody cares about coming to church. Nobody cares about hearing the gospel. Nobody wants to find anything out about the Bible. We live in a culture that has just completely turned away from God. There's no point at all in even sharing with them. We could think that if we focus on the wall. Because, yes, there's opposition, and it's strong. Yes, if we go out and share our faith, we're going to run into people that are going to make fun of us. We're going to run into people that are going to try to find all kinds of intellectual arguments against what we're saying. We're going to run into people who are going to do everything they can to stop us. Don't focus on the opposition. Focus on the door. Because folks, people are coming to know Christ in extraordinary ways. If you go to our Missouri Baptist Convention website, a few weeks back there was a, a conference called the Great Commission Conference. If you go to that section of, of the Missouri Baptist uh, site, look up the, the section of the International Mission Board. Uh, had a fellow who was there speaking, and he described what's happening around the world. You know, we think in the news, we, we, we think that, that just the world is turning against Christ and there's nobody being responsive. We, we talk about uh, Islam, Islamic nations and, and nations of other faiths that just have no interest in the Lord. Folks, you need to know what's happening in those countries where it seems like from the news reports that there's no opportunity. All people are coming to Christ in ways that they've never done in history. People are turning to the Lord in, in faith in numbers like we've never seen before. Why? Because there's an open door. Now, if we focus on the wall, we'll just you know close our shutters, close our doors, hunker down, and just wait for the Lord to come. But if we focus on the doors that God is opening, the opportunities to share our faith. We'll see that around the world and right here at home, there are opportunities all around us to share the good news of Christ. Instead of focusing on the wall, focus on the door. Heavenly Father, help us. We live in a world that, in our human eyes, looks very closed, there's all kinds of opposition. In a worldwide sense, the opposition is horrifically great. But even here at home, it seems like there's no interest in the church. There's no interest in your word. The people just aren't open anymore. But God, don't let us focus on the wall. Keep us focused on the doors. That you continue to open Doors of opportunity to share our faith with our neighbors and friends. Doors of opportunity to share our faith with our coworkers. Doors of opportunity to share our faith around the world in ways that have never been open to us before in all history. So, Heavenly Father, help us focus on the door so that we might serve You where You're working, so that we would be sensitive to Your Holy Spirit's guidance. Follow your leadership and see you work. God, help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.